my lovely Kristen Hewitt because I we were doing a countdown to start the show and I just went, go! <laughs> Hi, Kristen, how are you? Hi, I'm good, I'm good. It is a rainy nightmare. I think that we could swap spots today. We have another tropical system down here oh in South God. Florida. So is it it's hot been raining and raining? For days. But it's hot? Well... It- you know you are a Floridian when you go outside and it's 77 degrees Fahrenheit and your children are like, Mommy, it's so cold. <laughs> oh, bless <clears throat> them. And we had like no. lots of rain this morning, but now it's beautiful and sunny. So I don't know what's going on. But um, I was going to ask you something because obviously it's October, yeah. right? And you know what yeah. happens in October? They bring out all the kind of Christmassy slash Halloween stuff. So is, is it all kind of Halloweeny at the moment? I have to know. You know, you know that Christmas stuff has been out here since August. No, it's ridiculous. Way. There's even a Thanksgiving <laughs> decorated Christmas tree at our local <laughs> Hobby Lobby. I love it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yes, people have been had their fall decorations out, even though it's 98 degrees and sweltering here for a month. Um, Americans, we're crazy, aren't we? It's actually not us. It's the, it's the merchants, yeah. right? But wait, it's the but advertisers. Do, but are people already decorating the outsides of their houses as well? Because I always see that on social for media. For Halloween, yes. Yeah. yes. So there's yeah. actually a ha- there's a house we drive by every day at school, and they go all out like there's skeletons hanging, <laughs> and they have like a police do not cross yellow tape line, and they've got a graveyard in their front yard. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, people go crazy. Yes, there are Halloween decorations out already. So weirdly here in the UK, like I think Halloween's something that has only started in recent years and people do decorate, but nothing like the US and they only bring it out literally a day before Halloween. So there's nothing out until the 30th and then you see like some pumpkins and some stuff. And last year, I have to say, I got into the spirit and for the first time I actually wanted to decorate, but I was like too embarrassed to put my stuff out before the 30th because nobody That is so weird because... Because yeah. here, like, I already have a mom plant, like a fall-looking <laughs> plant, and we've already painted pumpkins, and those are sitting on our front stoop. Like, yeah. Nice. No, I saw I saw I your know. post on your on your Facebook page that you were doing pumpkin uh, uh, coloring. Actually, that gave me a really nice idea. I'm, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yes. And you know what's really cute? What I like to do is use, like, um, pencil erasers to do polka dots on them, oh, or we nice. do fun. Or I use a drill. And I like to drill like uh, <laughs> holes in the pumpkin, like a like old school Martha Stewart. And then you put the candle in, and it reflects the um, wow. the polka dots all over. Yeah, and it's much easier than carving, right? I that actually saw impressive. a cool. Um, I don't know why we're talking about Halloween two weeks before know. Halloween, but um, <laughs> it's so funny. I saw this really cool hack where you can use cookie cutters and a hammer, and you put the cookie cutter on your pumpkin once you've ah. carved it, and then you hammer in the cookie cutter, and you get a shape. Wow. Of your cookie cutter on your pumpkin. How creative is that? Amazing. Okay, now I would I feel, have never thought about that. Now I feel bad because I was just going to buy stuff that was ready made and stick it up on my door. So, no, I'm going to have to try all of those <clears> I do that stuff just to keep the kids busy and keep them from um, but do fighting. They, so how? But do they ahead. do it or, like, do they then fight? Because when I try and do, like, a fun activity with my children, they just end up hating me. So how do you make it work? I don't know. My kids are really artistic and love fine motor stuff. So that's kind of their jam. You know, that's their thing. Like you give them a soccer ball and they just trip and fall. Like they have no clue how to, (laughs) 
they can't, you know, but they can paint and they like those fine motor art projects. So that's kind of, and they bake with me a lot. So that's kind of the things I've kind of trained them to do the things that I like to do. That's really smart. That is so smart. You see, that's a mom hack right there. Yes. (laughs) Train your children to like your stuff, your activities. Brilliant. Yes. And that way then you don't lose yourself in motherhood, right? Yeah. <laughs> How has your week been? Tell me what's um, going on in, in Tova's no, world. Tova's world's very bad at the moment. I've, I, you know, that saying, like you, how do you say it? Actually, you know that saying, and I don't know how to say it, uh, that you've chewed too much, like you've taken a, a big bite. What's that saying? You've chewed you off. You bit off more than you can you could chew. chew. Exactly. You bit that, off, what did you bite off, my no, dear? No, I just, you know, work and I've committed to a few, too much stuff. And, okay, so bad mom moment, right? Um, on Wednesdays, uh, they do cooking in my daughter's school. And only the year's only started, so they only started it like a couple of weeks ago. And they forgot to tell me the first week, which is why I didn't show up. And then the second week, which was last, this week, I forgot. And my daughter oh, came home. No. I know, I know, I know, I know. It was awful. And then I came home and my daughter had brought me a piece of the biscuit. <laughs> That's a cookie that they baked. In Thank the... you for defining what a biscuit yeah. <laughs> is, by the way. Yeah. I and a the... jumper is a yeah. sweater. <laughs> yeah. But I love the word biscuit, by the way. It's really good. Um, and she came home and gave me a piece of the biscuit that she had baked. And she went, mom, mommy, but you didn't come. <laughs> wanted to die i mean really i'm laughing now but i had tears in my eyes i felt awful so you know when you were when you were working a lot and then you suddenly realized that you did drop a ball and it happened to be the ball of your daughter's cooking class i just felt really bad so i had a low moment yesterday and what i did was i turned off my bloody phone isn't and, that wonderful? Yeah, and I disconnected from social media for the rest of the day, and I did feel much better. And then we had friends over for dinner, and it was really nice, and I felt so much better for it. So that was my week. <laughs> well, don't beat yourself up. It happens to the best of us. <clears throat> it is really difficult to be a working mom. I don't know how single moms do it. My husband is out of town. NBA season has started. For those of you who aren't in the U.S., that is basketball I am a a television reporter for a basketball team. The season has, the preseason has begun. My husband is my television director and he travels with the team. So he's gone and it is morning here. And I don't know how single moms do it, Tova, because I broke a sweat just getting them to school and feeding them and getting the dishes done and getting them off to school and then coming home and taking care of the dog. And as we were recording this podcast, I brought out my smoothie. I still hadn't eaten (laughs) You know, it's yeah. just so hard to manage yeah. it all. I don't yeah. know how single moms do it, but it is hard when you are alone. Can I tell uh, you for an- a long period of time? Can I yep. tell you? So another story about bad mom moment. I mean, thankfully it wasn't so bad, but it could have potentially been really bad. So, okay, you know how kids get loads of forms from school, right? They get yes. Do, yes. So, like every single day, there's a gazillion forms in their bags, and when you have three children, that's a whole lot of forms, right? So, you know, it's hard to kind of keep track. And I'm like keeping track. Hang on, we have to give this form, but this one needs money, and this one is for this one, and whatever, whatever, right? So there was a form 
it was a consent form to get the flu uh, nasal spray. You know, they get uh-huh. like, so at the beginning of winter, they get, they give them the, the thing. And so I have to fill in now three forms with all the details, which a lot of the details are exactly the same details because it's three right. kids living in the same house with the same GP, with the same whatever. Uh, so I'm doing it really fast, right? And I see a question saying, have they had it before? So I quickly tick yes without reading the rest of the question, carry on. And then at the end, it says, do you give consent? Yes, brilliant. Send it in with them in the morning, feeling quite proud of myself that I've actually done it in the deadline. Congratulations. Yes, yes, exactly. You made feeling, it in on I time. Did it, I That's did awesome. It, you know? Exactly. And then I get a phone call from school. <laughs> I see the phone ringing and like, it's their school. I'm thinking, oh no, what's happened now? And uh, she says to me, yes, I'm very confused about your forms. <laughs> you basically ticked the box saying that they've had it for this year, yet you're giving oh. consent to give it to them again. Why are you doing this? And then I realized that, yeah, I made a mistake. So yeah, thank God they checked. So well done. Well done. Yes. Well done by the school. (laughs) Wow. Yes. Okay. Well, what's our show about today? Do you want to tell people? (laughs) I was just going to say, welcome everyone to episode 14. I had to look at our show sheet. Um, Today we are talking about motherhood, uh, the good, the bad, and the scary. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just all of the things motherhood. Um, I really wanted to talk about this topic today because we had um, something happen with our daughter that I haven't even told Tova about yet that we'll get to a little bit later in the show. But I think, you know, motherhood changes us and it makes things, uh, it changes your whole life Mm -hmm. and every part of it. So we decided to talk about uh, some of the good parts and some of the not so good parts. (laughs) But before we get into that, I I wanted to talk, yes, and some of the scary parts, but before we get into that, I wanted to um, bring up, we, um, one of the things that we, one of the companies we're working with now is named LaTote. And the reason why I want to talk about this is, Tova, I didn't get to this at the top of the show. One of the things I do as a television reporter, right, I have to be on camera and I have to look good. And that includes getting my hair done, which I did yesterday. Do you like it, by the way? Very nice. How's it look? Is it highlights? Is it highlights? Lovely. I did. I got it highlighted and cut. Uh, And I have to have clothes to wear on air. And it's so hard (laughs) to find clothes. And the thing about TV is you don't want to wear the same clothes over and over and over again, right? So there's a company called Latote that we are working with. And what's really cool is basically you get to rent your clothes. It's a personalized box of brand name rental clothing, and they bring it right to your door. It's basically a fashion pass, rent your looks for one low um, monthly fee. And they have all kinds of designers like BCBG or Vince Camuto. And you get $300 worth of clothing from designer brands brought right to your door. So I went on, I tried it. I got a couple cool shirts. I got this lovely dress that I probably would have never tried before. And it actually fit. You can put your measurements in to see if your clothes fit. Um, and you get jewelry too. So I think it's lovely. Um, and I really liked it, Tova. And I wish you could try it because they are, I, I guess they're not in the UK. No. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. So if you you're get in the to US, try all the good things and I'm just sat there going, oh, that sounds nice. That sounds nice. Yeah, I know. I know. But if you are in the U.S. and if you'd like to try Latote, you can go to latote.com. That's L-E-T-O-T-E dot com to get started for as low as $59 a month. You just enter promo code COFFEE at checkout to get 50% off your first month. Once you sign up, you'll receive your completely customized tote within days. Choose between one or unlimited totes a month. 
Just wear what you want and return everything else in the mail when you're done. It's that easy. So enter your code COFFEE, C-O-F-F-E-E, and feel fabulous with fashion delivered right to your door. There you go, friends. That's what I've been doing, looking for clothes to wear on air because that is my least favorite part of being a TV reporter. But everybody, give Latote a try. It really is cool. Okay. So what, what do you want to start with then? The good, the bad, or the scary? I think we should start with the good. Let's, Let's start, start with the with good. But then we're finishing off with the scary, right? <laughs> I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Yes. I don't mind. I don't mind. Let's do it. Let's do it. So the good. You go first. Let's hear oh, it. Oh, goodness. Good. Okay. So I wrote a post a long time ago um, on KristenHewitt.me called The 10 Ways Motherhood Has Changed Me. And, you know, I think we all have that euphoric feeling when we have our babies, right? The newborns. Like you just feel like you're falling in love all over mm. again. But for me, the one thing I love most about motherhood is I'm just a kid at heart. Even though I'm 42, I feel like I'm 15 inside. And I love um, experiencing things through their eyes. You know, going to Disney World for the first time, I cried when I saw her see Mickey in person for the first time. (laughs) And I love watching cheesy kids movies with them, especially the teen dramas. Um, And I just, I think my favorite part of motherhood is just getting to kind of relive my own childhood and see it through their eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's been the most rewarding part for me, at least the most fun part. (laughs) (laughs) And especially- What about you? Um, And, you know, go ahead, especially what? No, no, no. Everything you say totally resonates. And I do, and I do enjoy doing that. We went to Disney in June and it was amazing to take the girls there. It's so hard for me to say like, and not have that, that I'm so, this is awful. I just read, I I just discovered something about me. I've had an epiphany just now, like that I, that I'm thinking something good. And then immediately I've got the, yes, although they did scream, you know, for five hours on the way there, the car, it was awful getting there, you know? Which is such hey, a we're bad not on the scary yet, exactly. Toba. We're not on the bad, and I'm like, okay, focus on the good. Focus on the good. Okay, the thing, my favorite thing probably is the is the comedy factor. This is the thing that I love the most is just how funny kids are, really, um, and the stuff and how that innocent they, they are, right? Yeah, and how and the they stu- see the stuff that they say and they come out with. You cannot script it. Like, really, it is so good. Life is always so much better than anything you could come up with. So funny. And yesterday, I have, like, an example. Again, I don't know if this is going to sound funny or not, but it was hysterical at the time. So we had friends over for dinner, and their son, who is six, so he's my daughter's age. um, Okay, so yesterday was a Jewish holiday. It was Sukkot. I don't know if you know what that is. But basically, you're supposed to build a hut, right? And have dinner in, like, a sort of outdoorsy. Well, an outdoorsy kind of tent but it has a roof i don't know what you would call okay. it um um and it symbolizes like uh you know walking in egypt out of egypt and needing to sleep under the stars but whatever whatever and i asked my kids and we were having dinner indoors by the way not in the garden but anyway i asked my kids do you know what this symbolizes and why we're doing this <laughs> so <laughs> my friend's son says well it's because we don't really need big houses or cars or nice things you know like and I'm thinking, okay, he's obviously her, his parents are obviously teach him teaching him to kind of appreciate, you know, and not be right. materialistic and all that. It had nothing to do with Sukkot, but it was still a really good answer. So I was like, yeah, that's that's a really good answer, you know. And he's because uh, you know stuff like that's not really important, you know. It's not what's the most important thing in life. And he goes, yeah, although money's very important. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was like, he was the way he said it, you know, it was just so earnest. And I love those moments where they come out with something that they've 
kind of heard, but then the way they understood it in their mind was just a bit weird. So yeah, so stuff like that. I love laughing with my kids. We laugh a lot. Um, normally either they're laughing at me or I'm laughing at them in a, in a nice way. Uh, but I love that I have kids that have great sense of humors. We, we do well, laugh Well, of course they lot, have great sense you know? of humors. They're your children, right? They're your and, children. They're going to get that from you. And everybody but, who meets them will say, oh my God, they've got such big personalities. And I'm thinking, oh God, I don't even know if that's good or not. Do you know what I mean? But it no, is what it, it is. is good. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I love the, um, you know, one of my favorite things is I love when you go to preschool or school and they write the things about your family or the things about mom, like my mom yeah. is five years old. Her favorite food is French fries. I love that. Um, but we just went to kindergarten open house and Emmy drew a picture of our family. And there was a picture of Bob, a picture of Lila, a picture of me and a picture of a snowman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who's the snowman? Who's the snowman? We live in Florida. We've never seen snow. Like they don't remember seeing snow. And oh. she's like, well, I'm the artist and I'm outside uh-huh. drawing it. And I just want to live in a place where we have a snowman. I'm like, okay. That's great. It's just so funny. Like they do those little things or I love the way they say their words wrong. Like my oh, older I daughter's love eight. Love my that. older daughter's eight and she still calls a lawnmower a mow lawner. And <laughs> I, I ref- you refuse you don't and I refuse to correct her. I will not correct her. And my little one has a speech issue and she calls vanilla balilla and I will not correct her. Yeah. I want her to say Balilla forever because it's just so sweet. I know, I know. My daughters do that as well, and it is the cutest thing. They say, instead of by myself, uh, they say by my loan. Oh, Isn't that sweet? Like alone? So they'll go by my loan. <laughs> I love that so much. That is really great. And uh, one other thing, okay, for the good and the, um, I mean, this is the best, isn't it? Cuddles. You have yes. to. Cuddles has to be up there. I mean, the cuddles, you know. And sometimes they come and they cuddle with that face. And so, yeah, okay. You can get lost in those faces, can't you? No, and they're so <laughs> sweet and innocent too. Like this, you know, sometimes they're jerk faces and we'll get to that in a minute. And they just fight and they do things. And I actually shared a piece on my Facebook page today called Today the Kids Are Assholes. Because sometimes that's... Let's not, let's face it. They can be assholes, but like I had to have, you know, that I've talked about my menopausal struggle and I went to the doctor yesterday and I had to get a couple injections, Mm -hmm. um, because my energy level was low and my arm really hurts today. And, uh, last night when we were going to bed, I was telling my daughter how special she is. And I always try to fill them up with lots of love and positive words. And um, this morning she grabbed my face because I always grab their faces at night. And I say, you're so special and you're so loved. And I always tell them what's so wonderful about them. And this morning she knew I wasn't feeling well. So they were being kind of nice except for the bobby pin tantrums. And my little one grabbed my face and she's like, mommy, you're special. You're loved. Oh, that's amazing. That is awesome. They mimic us. Yeah, that's good. They mimic us and do exactly what we do. So be careful. Yes. Parents. Be careful what you do. (laughs) The other thing I was going to say is, um, you know, I feel like becoming a parent um, has made me, you know, like, uh, I don't know how to say it so it doesn't sound. Okay. Like less selfish in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like before you have kids, you're very... um, I'm not trying to say like I was very self-centered, but you know what I mean? Like your priorities, your it's very you, 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 you know, and it's, it's a nice, um, you learn, you learn a lot about yourself when you have children and they, they press your buttons. They, you know, they, they test you a lot and you learn a lot about yourself as a person, like through them, you know? Yes. 
um, and uh, and also I feel in many ways that uh, well I don't know if it's fair for me to say this and if it's fair on them but I'm being totally honest you know stuff that I like didn't like from my childhood or didn't like from my growing up sort of I'm trying to do different with my kids in a way I feel like it's a little bit of closure somehow do you know what I mean and again I don't right. want them to drag I, I'm not I'm not dragging them into my shit if that makes sense but it's like a self-reflection thing and then going, right, this is something I don't want to pass to my kids. Like, I don't like that. Do you know what I mean? That well, that means thing. that you're a great mother because you are so, um, you're so introspective and you want your kids to have better than what you had. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And I think a lot of us do that. Like yeah. we do the opposite of what our parents did. Like, for example, my father had a very emotional and uh, he was abused emotionally and physically as a child, and they had to eat dinner at the dinner table every night. And as kids, we never did. We could eat it in front of the TV. We could eat wherever we wanted. And now that I'm a parent, I'm like, hey, I want us to be a family. Let's eat at the table. So it's funny how we all kind of do things yes. different. But back to your point, um, the one thing I was going to say to close out the good was much like you, um, you do learn a lot about yourself. I always say that I grew up and became the person I was supposed to become once I had kids. And I would have never known who that person was had it not been for the children, had it not been for our daughters who teach me every day. I mean, I learned something every day about being patient and being accepting and being kinder. I mean, before I had my kids, let's face it, my husband and I fought and I would just say whatever came to my mind, but now I have to be really cautious and kind and caring with our words. And, um, you know, I feel like as a parent, we learn once you have kids, you have to expect the unexpected and you have to be okay with that. You have to be accepting of whatever life throws at you. You can't react anymore. You have to just understand that once you have kids, your life is going to be different and you can't plan anything they're going to throw up on you when you walk out the door and we'll save that for the scary part. But you know what I mean? Like you just, um, I don't know. I feel like I, I grew up and learned and learned how to be a kind, loving person through my children. And I would have never become who I am and who I'm becoming without them. And that's really a gift. Yeah. I totally agree. We have to look, I'm, I'm actually impressed that we said a lot about the good. <laughs> I feel like most people know me for just like ranting and bitching about my kids, but I'm, I'm, I, I, I love my kids and I think they're awesome. Yeah. It's, it's awesome being a mom <laughs> and Obviously. I'm glad you turned off your phone and I loved your article. Yeah. Tova wrote an article oh, about you. how social media is ruining our society. And I've written a couple articles about social media and why I disconnect when my kids are with me. and um, It's funny because we both had true. a similar day yesterday. I only saw your live after and you were basically having the same, the day, the article, it was like the same yeah. feeling, wasn't it? It was just amazing. So funny. Well, I um, think a lot of it has to do with what happened in Las Vegas and we yeah. need to talk about that and we didn't really bring it up. But the Las Vegas shootings coupled with the hurricane, that you know, a lot of that has given me perspective and made me realize um, that I, I really do need to focus on our kids. Yeah. And I think that's actually, for me, that linked in with the scary, to be honest. Do you mind if we go into scary now? Or did you want to talk about the bad first? Because for me, that sort of links in a lot with the scary. Um, no, let's do the scary and then we'll do the bad um, at the end because I want to share um, 
the diagnosis we got from my daughter, but I don't think it's scary. I think it's bad. So yeah, let's go to scary next. Yeah. So obviously with everything that happened in Vegas, um, on Sunday night, uh, last week, Sunday night. And, um, I know obviously you're in the States, so you guys probably are just in even more shock than the rest of the world. And I wasn't, we woke up in the morning and just heard about it and we're like, you know, speechless um and so so sad and everything but a lot of what people mainly were talking about and that's my feeling as a parent as well is this the fear this kind of scary and i think one of the things that happens when you do become a parent like until that point in my life i wasn't i didn't really know what real fear was i've done stuff in my life that in retrospect when i think about it i'm like oh my god what an idiot you know and how did you do that you know and i'm i feel quite lucky that nothing happened to me i I was blessed and protected, I guess, because I don't get it, you know? Um, and once I had children, I suddenly knew what fear was. I feel like so much more scared now, you know, and I know it's not good. I'm not saying it as like, it's a good thing. I should just, and I do just live my life and not think about it. But yes, uh, having kids is quite scary because they jump off things, right? <laughs> right? And they, they run. look before they leap. Yeah, yes. exactly. And they run downhill, you know, and then they fall flat on their faces. And they do everything that we did when we were kids and everything that's normal and great, but it's so, 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 so scary. And then there's other things that obviously are scary. Well, before you go into that, but, uh, you know, uh, with Vegas, um, you know, and with Sandy Hook a few years ago, every, after the Las Vegas shootings, every day I've dropped my girls off at school. I, I think, gosh, could a shooter come in here and, and shoot this, these children on a playground. And it just really, um, you really have to try to stay focused on the positive and live each day for what it is because, and be grateful for each day because what Las Vegas and all of these shootings are telling us is that, you know, our tomorrow is not guaranteed and Mm -hmm. that is scary. And you want to protect your kids. And, you know, I'll tell you my number one scariest fear for my kids, Mm -hmm. Tova, is being sexually molested or um, raped. One in three girls and one (sighs) in five boys are sexual in the United States are sexually molested. I know this not because I've been thankfully, but a friend of mine was raped by her nanny for seven years her female nanny. And she now is a legislator and she does this thing. Her foundation is called Lauren's Kids and she walks from Key West to Tallahassee, which is a like an enormous amount of miles. <laughs> I don't even know, like 800 miles um, each year to spread awareness. And her, her mission is to teach kids it's okay to tell. Um, and she's developed a curriculum um, where you can teach your kids that no one touches you where your bathing suit is except for mommy and daddy. And I'll tell you, this is a scary thing to talk about and it's a scary thing to talk about with your kids. But that is one of my biggest fears. Is I have two girls. One in three girls are sexually molested. What are the chances that something like this could happen mm-hmm. to one of our girls? And it scares me. And I know you don't want to live in fear and you don't want to focus on the negative and what <clears> might happen, but that's one of those scary <throat> things as a parent that I am always aware of. And we do the curriculum online. It's free every year with the girls. And we keep having the same talk over and over and over again, because, um, it scares me. And I want my girls to be empowered to say no and know that these are their bodies and they are in control and no one can touch them. And it's okay to say no. And they have a safety stop sign and they have their trusted triangle of who they could tell if somebody did touch them inappropriately. But that is my number one biggest fear as a parent. 
Yeah. Did I just freak you out? No, not at all. I mean, I didn't know the statistics for the states, and I don't know what they are for the UK, but it's that's devastating and that's awful. And, of course, it's something, I think, at the back of the mind of mo- most parents, to be honest. Um, you know, the thing is, okay, I think for me, again, if we're still talking about that, um, going down that route, the biggest challenge, I feel like, as a parent has been the letting go. Because from the moment they're born, every single day, you have to sort of, you know that, like, the cord, right? The cord. And it gets... Yes, the invisible cord. The invisible cord, but it gets longer and longer and longer and longer as they grow up. And, you know, and there's the point where you have to sort of go, okay, they're going to play date and you're not there with them. And then the next thing, you know, maybe they start walking to school and maybe they're doing this they're staying overnight they're, you know there's all these stages and yes and you always have these kind of thoughts and fears and it's such a it's such a challenging thing I always think back at myself as a child and I think of my parents and I go I don't know how they did it like I don't know how you do it but then people say to me well that's why it comes in stages because you you have all your experience that brings you to it to kind of prepare you for that moment. And you have to trust in your children that you're raising, like you said, empowered, strong kids who will know, like you said, to talk to people, to say no, to make good choices. Even though, again, looking back at my own childish, I think, okay, <laughs> supposed to be to know how to make good choices, didn't always do them. But I think that's life, isn't it? Um but it's so scary. It's so, so, so freaking scary. I can totally relate with everything you said, basically. I'm sorry if I didn't yeah. help you at all. No, <laughs> no. My little one um, sometimes doesn't want to hold my hand anymore. And you're talking about that yeah. invisible cord. I um, I wrote a piece I never published about oh. her letting go and running up ahead of me and not wanting to hold my hand one day recently. And it just shattered me inside um, because we do have to let go. And yeah. you do have to trust and let them go out into the world. But man, I'm going to hold on to them as long as I can because yeah. it's going by fast. It's yeah. going by fast. Yeah, it's scary as well how it, how fast it goes by. And I know I, we joke a lot about, oh, God, it's not going by fast enough. Terrible threes who who fucking wants that to last forever. Like Teenagers, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. You don't. Of course you don't. There's a plenty I will not miss, you know? Like, I don't think there's a single parent out there who misses, like, explosive diapers, you know? So, like... You don't miss every stage. I don't believe in that cliche, but it does go by fast. Like that's that's one that's true in my mind, you know, and that is quite scary. But also it's scary because what it means is that we're getting old and that's actually scarier. <laughs> it is. And you know what else I was thinking is we um, there's one girl in my daughter's third grade class who already has her period. How She's old nine. Is she? Oh, wow. Isn't that and that's is that scary. Quite early, like right? just. That's yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't get mine until I was 13. Do you I remember how old you were? I was 12. Yeah. So it is much younger. A lot of girls are getting it much younger now with all the hormones in our food and, you know, people eating soy products and soy exacerbates your estrogen and blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, that's scary to me thinking about having... Periods. Me menopausal and two kids with cramps. Oh my I, god! Oh my god! I'll have three of those. <laughs> poor Mike. Oh my god! Poor <laughs> but Mike. But listen, since you brought up periods, actually, I want to mention um, Sustain. We spoke about them before, but I want to mention again. We're working with Sustain, um, who are a one-stop shop for vagina-friendly products, which already <laughs> makes me love them. Right? All the products are 100 organic. They do uh, a range of stuff from tampons, pads, liners. They also do stuff like 
condoms and lubes. And I like the idea of having one place to go to to sort of get everything you want. You can order at home so you sort of never run out, which, again, I think is awesome because a lot of the times – for me at least, because I'm very not organized. <laughs> I sometimes, I find myself on my period with nothing in the house. And then I always send Mike out and Mike will get my tampons for me. I don't know if your husband does that or not, but Mike does. Oh no, no. Well, I'm in menopause, so I need the pads for other things, but not, not the tampons. But the listeners, if you want to try Sustain, you can get your first month free and free shipping when you sign up at sustainnatural.com. That's sustainnatural.com and use codes coffee at checkout. So give it a try. Um, And we have had some listeners ask us if they ship um, internationally. I believe they're trying to get them into the UK very soon. But right now, I think it's just US-based. I know we had one listener that uh, that lives in Sweden that wanted to try them, but they are working on it and it's... But, I mean, again, annoying for people in the U.K. who are now listening or anybody in Europe. But I did get, I have to say, like, they did send me their their products for me to try out. And I loved them. They were brilliant. So hopefully they'll come to Europe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So moving on um, to the bad, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So this is one of the things that I prompted me to want to talk about motherhood today because this is kind of a big deal in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about the bad because this isn't, it is bad in a way because it's not something we expected, but um, this is something that happens in parenting and motherhood that you don't expect. And that's not in the what to expect book, right? You know, you prepare for babies and clothes and diapers and bumpers, but um, having a special needs child is something you can never plan or truly prepare for. Mm -hmm. And there are lots and lots of people out there with babies with Down syndrome and cerebral palsy and all kinds of things and autism. Um, And we, our oldest daughter has had issues since she was very young. She was in the NICU. uh, She was born early. Her lungs weren't formed. We don't know if that's part of her issue, but I've known since she was four that something was different. She's had big emotions, big tantrums, couldn't wear socks, couldn't go to the beach and put her toes in the sand. And we live five minutes from the beach and we couldn't mm-hmm. go to the beach. I've been to four therapists, psychologists. Everybody has a different opinion. One says she has sensory pressing disorder. One says she has autism. One says that there's nothing wrong. She's perfectly fine. Another says it's just behavioral. And we've gone that round and round so and round. That so frustrating to not have like a clear answer. You know, that's really frustrating. It is. And it's been four years. And this year has been real. This school year has been really challenging. Third grade is the hardest year. It's where kids are really put to work doing book reports and math gets hard. And um, our daughter is in the gifted program. And when she was tested for gifted, the uh, counselor said she had attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. Mm-hmm. And I thought in my, this, listen, moms, moms and dads listening, trust your intuition. You know your child best. Okay. Mm-hmm. I disagreed with that. I did not agree with that diagnosis. So I have been to two more therapists this summer who said she was fine. And finally, I found someone who did a three-hour evaluation this week. And let me tell you, Tova, the tantrums have been awful. I had to pick her up and put her in her room. She slammed the door on me 20 times. We had to take her door off. She physically hurt me. She took my fingers, put them behind my hand. She violently hurt me for the first time ever this year. And I know she didn't mean to, Mm -hmm. but... She can't control herself. There's something going on. So we found a therapist and she has what's called proprioception, proprioceptive disorder. What is that? 
basically it's a sensory disorder where her left and right sides aren't talking to each other. Mm. She is very fidgety. She has big emotions. She holds the walls when she walks down the hallway because she's not spatially aware of where she is. She's always tapping her foot on the floor because she needs to feel where she is. We never understood it. She's not exhibiting any behaviors at home, at school. She's very high functioning. It's only at home when she's with me that she melts down or with her father. And um, it's been bad this year. Our nanny has noticed it. Our you know grandmothers have noticed it. So we finally got help this week. We finally got a diagnosis, um, which is good, not bad. But it falls under the bad because it's really changing our lives and how we have to live it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to have a lot of structure, a lot of schedules, a lot of timers. The timers worked wonderfully this, to, this morning. Um, there were no tantrums for the first time all school year this morning. She didn't have one tantrum this Amazing. morning. Amazing. So what changed? So, like what did what were you doing different this morning then? Um, timers. So she's always she gets in trouble because she's gets very distracted and she can't focus on anything. And mm-hmm. uh, so having her have a timer she carries around, she's focusing on the timer and beating the clock to get ready. So that's stopping her from doing the cat and da 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 and and playing with the dog and starting to draw an art project. Like she gets so distracted that. She's always late. So we have to do a lot of therapy, a lot of occupational therapy, some psychology stuff, um, and a a lot of things at home. But that's why I made that live video yesterday where I said, you know, the focus right now is on our family and on ourselves because, um, you know, this is kind of a big deal and we need to get her help. And it's going to take a lot of work to get her brain receiving the right messages. Now, thankfully, this isn't worse. It could be so much worse. There could have been so many other things Um, This is, you know, a small diagnosis, but it's kind of a big deal for us because it's going to change a lot of how we live our lives. Um, But I'll tell you what, Tova, I think that my behavior really helped to exacerbate some of her reactions because I'm on my phone. I'm busy with work. I've got to do this and I'm not present with her. I'm not focused with her. And when I have put the phone away this week and just been with her from three to seven o'clock after school, her behavior has been... 200% 200% better. Isn't yeah. that so interesting? Yeah, but it's not surprising at all. And like I uh, first of all I want to say like don't beat yourself up because I think like we all do it and it's modern life, but on the on the, uh, at the same time I can totally relate to what you're saying and yes, I agree. I mean there there have been days where the kids have come home from school and I haven't been present and you see you see the effect it has on their behavior you know uh, absolutely 100 percent. and especially if like you said she needs that extra attention you know then it totally makes sense i get it completely it's a very very hard thing though like for us you know to have that discipline we've talked about this so many times i feel like social media and this modern kind of day phone has become part of our hand you know it's just so bad i just don't know how to get out of it you know so so bad but i'm really happy to hear that you've got a diagnosis because i know that's the first step to sort of getting things on track. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's Yeah, really it's just important. nice to know that someone finally saw what I saw and I found a video on proprioceptive, mm-hmm. proprioceptive disorder. I apologize, guys. It's hard to say. Um, I found a video and when I watched the video, I was crying tears of joy because oh. I was like, that is her. It finally <gasps> makes sense. Like it yeah. all clicked. I was like, this is her to a T. Now it's going to take a lot of work to get yeah. her better, but at least we know we can help her. So that's one of the parts of parenting that you just don't expect, right? I mean, life just happens yeah, and things come at you and you don't know. 
The other thing that I had in the bad, and then I'll ask you if you have anything bad. Um, the one thing that I have a hard time with is all the invisible things. I call them in basketball, in the basketball world, we always call it the intangible things, mm-hmm. the little things that players do that you don't see on the court. You know, they're, they're spreading the defense or things they're doing. But in our world, in our mom world, in our dad world, we're doing all these little things. Like when grandma comes to visit, we make sure the kids are wearing the outfit the grandmother sent, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, making sure that we know we're the ones that know who likes chicken nuggets and who likes pizza and who likes quesadilla. I mean, they each have their own different tastes and one likes carrots and one likes celery, you know, like yeah. there are all these little things that we do as mothers that are just so exhausting. Yeah. And sometimes I just feel like it's so overwhelming to just keep up with the little bitty details. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like keeping them alive and fed and clothed and getting their homework <laughs> done is hard enough. But then yeah. to have all the other things like you're talking about, like cooking class at school and volunteering and PTA, there's just so much more to motherhood than I ever thought yeah. existed. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I agree. And I think a lot of the things in, when I was thinking about the bad, the things I was thinking, what what came to my mind were, first of all, stuff that nobody tells you, you know, like I, the, the way I see, okay, I have a friend who's just had her first baby, right? I, I told okay. you about her and yep. they, it was a rough birth. A lot of things kind of went wrong. I won't go into detail. Her stories actually remind me of what happened to me and with my f- first delivery, but they had it worse than us. And anyway, she couldn't hold her baby for a week and you know, not good. And she's home now with her beautiful, gorgeous baby and they're both doing well, but she's traumatized, you know, and I use, I'm using the word traumatized, not to make this sound more dramatic, but to accurately describe what she's in this, the state she's in. And I think, um, this is one of the things like, um, motherhood, pregnancy, giving birth can be, you know, is amazing because it's so amazing that we, that life is created, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, like so many stories out there are not necessarily the best stories and they're all so difficult. And when you listen to a person that's gone through it and then has to also wake up in the middle of the night now and do breastfeeding and her, her boobs are now sore and all the other things that you're still doing sit in the house because her husband's gone back to work and she's in the house surrounded by her walls and just baby stuff everywhere and you're it's and you just go wow we're so fucking strong you know really I just get like so and I'm not I don't know if I would call it bad but what I'm trying to say is like there's a lot of stuff that can happen um that you don't expect and you don't know and it's not necessarily good <laughs> you know I don't no, know do you I, remember you know? the first time you came home from the hospital with your first yeah. baby okay yeah and just I'm this is going to take you back and do you remember the first night waking where you woke up and that baby was screaming and you were like holy hell what do I do she is loud what yeah. how do I get her to stop crying do you remember that I know do you remember I, the very no first- but I do remember that helpless feeling in the house in general because I had I because I had this a cesarean i here in england they release you from hospital after 12 hours if everything's fine so you don't even get to stay a night in hospital if everything's fine it's not private medicine so this is like uh, just public you get it for free right so you're not even there for a night but if something if you've had a cesarean then you'll probably stay in hospital for like two nights or something like that unless it's private but most people don't go private so anyway um i was in hospital and because it was cesarean i i was there for two or three nights and although i I didn't sleep because a lot of women were around me and there's lots of babies, la la la. There was something quite comforting.
comforting about being in the hospital surrounded by people who actually knew what I was supposed to be doing, you know? Right, and right. I fe- and I kind of felt safe. And then I remember coming home. So I don't remember the first night, but I just remember coming home going, fuck. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to do anything. Yes, they showed me how to give her a bath. But I don't remember what they said. Like, I don't remember what I'm supposed to do. And it was so terrifying. It's actually really scary. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know. uh, When we, I won't forget the first night. So she was in the NICU and I had to have a spinal procedure and blah, blah, blah. And so it was a couple weeks before we were home with her. And I'll never forget the first night. My mom was staying with us. She was on, we had a two-story house and I didn't want, she couldn't stop crying and she wouldn't feed. She was just crying, oh. crying, crying. So yes. I didn't want my mom to wake up. So we came downstairs and I turned on the lights and the, we put her in the swing. I tried to feed her again. And Bob and I looked at each other, just shell-shocked. Our eyes were wide and we were traumatized like yeah. your friend was. I mean, we were like, what did we get ourselves into? We had no fucking clue. Did I just swear? Oh my yes. God. I'm so sorry, everyone. I didn't mean to say that, <laughs> but we had no clue yeah. what to do. Yeah. We had no clue. And it was just, and like all the things you said, you're healing from the birth and, yeah. you know, and it turned out she had reflux, which yes. we didn't know. So yeah. that was a whole other issue, but you just, it's like decoding these little humans that you have to keep alive and you have to decode this language of these secret cries and you don't know what every little billy goat sound means and it's just it's (laughs) hard it's hard i mean it's a hard transition the other thing i i find and i found has been the bad right is the mom guilt which we obviously did a whole show about again another thing nobody told told me about that i would just like inherit (laughs) you know and everybody has it so mom guilt is bad it's bad news it hits you bad you you can't even like it hits you from the moment they're born i felt guilty for having a c-section for god's sake it's not like like do you know what i mean like you feel guilty over every single thing i felt guilty that i couldn't hold her immediately it wasn't in my power like i didn't choose it just happened you know but I, i from the moment like I became a mom there was so much guilt and that for me was definitely bad but I actually wanted to point out something else you know how we talked about kids teach you stuff la 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 right I think that just as they teach you good stuff about you they also teach you bad stuff about you and that for me was also quite hard to kind of accept um you know we've got three girls and I love all of them but you know I've had challenging moments with them stuff that I didn't know how to handle and I don't like how I handled it it brought uh, like for example made me go oh wow I I I'm not a very patient person I discovered that through my children do you know what I mean? Of course. I didn't of course. know I didn't know that about myself before. You know, I really didn't. And I don't know if and 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 that was not very nice for me to discover, you know? And it's something I'm working on, et cetera, et cetera. But my point is that I feel like your children, they really show you everything, you know, uh, about you for good and for bad. And and that was one of the things I was thinking about anyway when we were talking about I'm so about glad you brought that up because I want to expand on that because I always say that our children are our mirrors. Yeah. They really are our mirrors. And when you hear your children talk and when you see them do things, good and bad, they're getting it from either you or your spouse or your partner. And let me tell you something. When Lila throws tantrums and yells, mother, get here right now. <laughs> like, who says that? I want you here right now. That is me. I do that. 
I do it. Yeah. And our children have taught me yeah. not only who I want to be, but they've taught me who I don't want to be anymore. Yeah. And our children are a reflection. And we, Bob and I were talking this week about something Lila did, and I was in tears. I was like, Bob, that's me. Don't you think I feel horrible knowing that she's yelling and screaming and she has learned that behavior from me? And so that's why I say that being a parent and being a mother and a father, I mean, it teaches us who we're supposed to be and who we're not supposed to be. Our children do that. And it is the greatest gift and it is the greatest, most humbling experience in the world. Because like you, I too am not patient and I haven't always been kind and I am controlling to no end. And the hardest part for me is my daughter is so controlling And I have had to, like, when she wants to do something one way and I really want it done my way, I have to just stop and breathe and learn to relax and let her do it her way. And that way she'll learn to do it. And it is hard. It's so hard. hard. And you're right. That is actually the only way to teach them. And you're absolutely right. I have that as well because I like things done my way as well. My eldest is becoming more and more like that with her sisters. And I know that it's coming from me. So, yeah. They are a mirror, and that's for sure. <laughs> um, I, before we get to our not-so-new segment, I just wanted to say one more thing. Oh, what? Go ahead. No, no, no. Um, oh, go ahead. No, no, okay, no. Okay, so for we're doing um, sign language, everyone. We're making uh, signs. <laughs> the only thing I would say on motherhood is a lot of people ask me, I get interviewed because I work in TV, can you have it all? You know, you can't have it all. You can't have it all. You know, people always say it in the media. I would say you can have it all. You just have to change what your definition of all is. And I I think we all change our careers. We change our trajectory. Our lives change when we have kids. And we just have to determine what our all and what is the most important in our all is. I really like that, Kristen. Really? I know. Thank you. I wrote a piece on it that I haven't published. I need to publish it. Do we have time for Not So News? Do you have a Not So News this week, Tova, or no? Um, I have one short one. You do yours then. I'm going to hold with mine. I'll do it next week. Okay, it's time for not-so-news. Okay, since we're doing a show on motherhood, the good, the bad, and the scary, I found an article that I thought perfectly and poetically tied into this week's topic. Are you ready? Yes. Boy swallows piece of pet toy and can't stop squeaking. (laughs) A young boy in Argentina suffered an unusual side effect after he swallowed a piece from a pet toy. He couldn't stop squeaking. There is an unnamed boy. He opens his mouth, and every time he breathes, he honks like a dog chew toy. The whistle was stuck between the larynx and the pharynx. Using anesthesia, they had to remove the squeaker toy from the boy's throat. His mother was more scared than he was. It was a tragic comic situation, to be honest. I've never seen or heard a case like this in my life, the doctor said. So I will post this viral video on our Facebook page, Cold Coffee Show, uh, Tova, have your kids ever swallowed anything? Yeah, well, we, we think that uh, one of them has swallowed a coin, but, you know, it never sort of showed up. So I don't really know if she did or if she just I hope it wasn't it a valuable one. Yeah, I don't know. Like, she sort of like, yeah, I, we, we're not sure. But the dog, on the other hand, he swallows everything. Lego, parts of toys, our furniture, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great, that's a great story. And I have to post that video. Okay, everyone, we, um, we have got to get going. So if you haven't followed us yet, please follow us on our cold coffee show Facebook page. We are posting our weekly questions. What is our question this week? Do we want to ask 
uh, for motherhood horror stories this yes, week. Yes, yes. Let's link it somehow to Halloween and go for horror stories. Tell us your your best horror motherhood story or parenting story, in fact, because we do have some dad followers as well. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, and thank you for do. those who have messaged us. I also want to ask, I might do a second question. Um, what is your definition of all, of having it all? I'd love to hear oh, what like other that. people think. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much to everyone who's listened. Please keep sharing the show and subscribing and letting people know. And uh, gosh, we just appreciate everyone's support. Thank you so much. And Tova, another great one. Thank you, Kristen. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.